Loose ball. Ewing goes up. The basket counts. He gets it over to the doctor. Tie ball game. Here's a shot, Julius. He, he scores! He scores! Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Here is Durant moving on Tucker. He turns. He shoots. Yes! Knicks, Nets, and all things across the association. This is Pick and Pod on WFUV Sports. Yes, that's right. This is another edition of Pick and Pod, WFUV Sports NBA podcast. I'm Kelly Bright alongside two faves, two regulars on the show, Jack Rose and Chris Persiain. And guys, happy to be here with you today. Nets on the road, so I, I don't have that much to talk about. But I'll, I'll see if I can hold my own with you guys. That's that's all I'll say. Don't worry, we are not talking Nets today, but we are talking Knicks. And you, I'm upset. Made the brave <laughs> choice to wear a Knicks shirt the day after a loss. Any any day, you know, they could if they if they get blown out, maybe I'll I'll show some um, self respect and not wear some Knicks gear out. But even you know, close loss, com- twenty four point comeback. They 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 can get me to wear a shirt. You know what? Say what you want about New York fans; they are loyal. And Chris, you are one of the most loyal ones out there. So, you know, I'll I'll give you respect. I try. That. You try. You try. Oh. Well, we have a lot to get to on this show today. I know the past few weeks we've been very heavy on the East Coast. So, this week we are going to get into some West Coast uh, drama. We're going to start out with some drama. It's almost irrelevant news, but it's still relevant and funny enough that I think we have to talk about the whole Jokic situation. So oh my God. definitely going to get into that. <laughs> We're also going to talk the Warriors because we've been talking about how good the East has been, but the team with the best record in the league right now, the first team to 10 wins, they, it is the Golden State you, Warriors. Hold on. You're setting me up to run a victory lap on my preseason Warriors will win 50 games take? I, I, I love it. I Let's try and it. please the people. <laughs> Let's do it. I try and please the people. I'm, you know, I, I see who I'm working with. I want to give them, uh, you know, what they deserve. So, They're going to be in town soon, by the way. They are. Tuesday. I want to go. I can't. You can't. I think Gigi's going to do that. War- G- Gigi likes the big games. Good. She's going to get get the Warriors one. Shout out Gigi Spear. I miss her being on the show this week. But uh, we are going to talk the Knicks. We have to talk the Knicks. We have Chris Persian on the mm-hmm. show. Um, I love talking about the Knicks. They have slowly turned into my second favorite team. Can't believe I'm saying that on air, but they really have. Uh, tough, tough loss yesterday. Tough loss yesterday. Yeah, not fun. Um, fun? The comeback was fun. The com- not yeah. fun? Losing the game. A roller co- I feel like a roller coaster, and I feel like that's kind of a microcosm for the season so far. They've been awful at home. I don't know if that. Well, I do know that this team, as of right now, has not displayed the same fire for defending home court that last year's team did. But um, last year's team also had that huge underdog right. setup. You know, this team actually had expectations, and they're not meeting them a hundred percent at first, which is a normal thing for a team with two new starters to do. But it's New York City. Well, listen, so, I you know I had high expectations as a beat reporter for them this year, and I hope this doesn't get me kicked off the beat. But I have yet to see them win in person oh my God. in the Garden, and hopefully that doesn't lose me my job. But uh, let's talk this whole Jokic situation because mm-hmm. I love talking about things that span beyond just basketball on this show. I just think it's fun. Um, uh, if you guys haven't seen the video yet, basically our reigning MVP Nikola uh, Jokic suspended for one game without pay after an alteration with Miami Heat forward Markeith Morris, where basically 
Uh, Jokic rebounds the ball. He dribbles up around midcourt. He attempts this overhead pass. Uh, Morris jabs him hard with his left elbow on his side. The ref calls a foul. Morris starts to walk away. Jokic takes a few steps and then, I guess, like, using his forearm, shoves his entire body into Morris's back, and he goes flying on the floor. A little bit of a flop, but still a really bad foul. And since Morris was fined $50,000 for his flagrant two fouls, uh, Jimmy Butler was fined 30000 for attempting to escalate the whole thing. Um, that was but, funny. Which, <laughs> the foul in the whole situation was crazy enough, but... Jack, the Twitter war that has ensued since is pretty fascinating. I, I feel like there's just so many different things to, to talk about here. <laughs> First off, I used to watch a lot of Marcus Morris when he was on the Celtics. So I, I've, I feel like I've spent an, enough time around the Morris twins as a fan, not like I'm best friends with these guys. <laughs> but you kind of know, like, like this is nothing new, what, you know, that, that dirty foul because that's what it was. Like he he's not excused of any um you know, guilt. He he did something wrong and then he walked away and turned his back, which to me I'm like, well if you're going to do that, then then stand it. there, you know? Like so so what Jokic did was I think worse. And then this whole Twitter, you know, oh my I God. I love it. Like I just think as someone that doesn't really care for either team, um it's really, uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I want more of it. I want more of it. I hear that uh, the Jokic brothers have already got tickets for they the have. next matchup. I was going to mention Yeah, that. if you have well, more insight, please, please like I, just put it out there. So they've, that... they've purchased tickets. The next right. matchup is in Miami, and, oh. and the Jokic brothers will be there. Should we try and go? Oh, my God. Man, you, I just you love, need some I just love that this seats, is like but... a family feud. This is the family affair. You mentioned Marcus Morris. Uh -huh. His tweet, waited till bro turned his back, shaking my head, noted with the emoji of a hand and a pen writing something down. Like, that. that's awesome. That's, and then the fact that they create a Jokic Brothers account and we will be waiting for you. I love that. <laughs> I, family feud. What about feud. the picture, though? Did you see the picture of the heat locker like that that was so my sweet no 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 i think the opposite i think my thought on that is there's a there's a lonzo ball quote and if you don't mind i'll i'll the run great the great Lonzo. i'll ball. run to twitter and see if i can find it to give it to you verbatim uh but if i can't i will i will i know just, what you're gonna say i, I know this tweet it. I know this here tweet. it is <laughs> it's the nba nobody's really trying to fight you walk over walk away and that's about it <laughs> Like, Lonzo, Socrates, Ball, and his <laughs> wise words of everyone's just trying to, like... He's the a, next Gandhi, it's a, it's is a what job. I'm hearing. It's a job. They're trying to get paid. No one's actually trying to fight anyone else. That photo was the biggest, like, yo, let's go spend, like, 15 seconds really mad over there, see if we, they got some nice photos of us trying to defend our teammate, and then let's go get in the showers. I'm trying to go home. <laughs> like, that's the vibe I got from that, to be honest. Jimmy Butler was on the court with Jokic next to him. If he had a real issue, he could have escalated it right there. And he did a little bit. He got fined, right? But he, if he wanted to, you know, make more of this, if he wanted to do some WWE SmackDown Jokic brothers versus Morris <laughs> twins, you know. Wait, I have to ask, who, okay. who would you guys take in that? That is so a tag team. Tough. This tag is team. this is. I'm asking I a hard hitting question right now. This has nothing to do with sports, but UFC is. You know, this the, the, they've got some. Um, they could make a lot of money off of. Well, it. yeah. So who who are you guys picking? Mm, I really. I, if, if I had a little more information on what exactly it was that Jokic's brothers did back 
in Serbia, I, I would That's, be, that I, could I, be... I would be more confident, but I don't think I need to know. I, I think we're pretty sure what those guys are up to, and I, I'm going to go with them. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go with them really? over the, the professional opposite. athletes. I can't. I can't bet against the the Morris twins. <laughs> they, see, the the Jokic brothers are defending their blood, and they've 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 got I, they nothing also have to the lose. Height advantage. They've got nothing to lose. Yeah, they have the height advantage. I don't know. I don't know. I like the Morris brothers. I think you, you know I'm a Marcus guy from his time in New York. Yeah, and he got us Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes. By the way, very nice. Listen, Jokic, he did come out and say, "I felt bad. I'm not supposed to react that way, but I need to protect myself." So I, I don't really think this is going to go any further. And he, like, like you said, it is the NBA. This isn't baseball. This isn't hockey. Like, there's not going to be an all brawl. But I'm glad this happened because it gave us something interesting to talk about. On Pick and Pod, and like you said, uh, Miami Nuggets rematch November 29th may or may not be in attendance, probably not, but uh, we will be there in spirit. Uh, I do want to point out, though, the Nuggets won yesterday without Jokic, with, also without Jamal Murray, also without Michael Porter Jr. Who scored uh, in that game? Oh, Hold well, on, I got to see this box score. So, let me, Will Barton, 30 points, oh, six of nine from deep, three of those came in the fourth quarter. Uh, Bones Highland had twelve. That's my other guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that? exactly. Not, um, oh, hold on, hold on. You don't know who Nashawn Highland is? No, I, I'm not really. I guess. All right. So you know how quickly is six three with a six nine wingspan and can shoot anyone out the gym? Oh yeah, the best player of all time, Emmanuel. Quickly. Bones, I don't want to hear. Bones <laughs> is also like six three with a six nine wingspan and can shoot from forty feet. He's, right. he's like quickly, but from the draft after. Zeke Zeke Naji at nineteen. That's that's so they good just for got him. role playing up. Good for them. I mean, I, like I said, we never talk about the West. I don't. I I always call it the Nuggets and the Jazz for having the worst team names, like the least intimidating team names. So I feel like we just it makes me laugh talking about them. But we, shout out on. to them for finding a win. The Pelicans aren't in that conversation. So Pelicans, I have a friend on the team, so I'm biased. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, we'll also a t- Mr. also a terrible nickname. We'll respect Mister TM3. Yeah, I gotta give him. I I try. You know what? That's that's family right there. That's that's friends. But I want to move on from the story. Let's let's talk some real basketball, and I want to talk about good basketball. I want to end the show with Knicks and Bucks because I think that's going to be a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to go to the Warriors right now because uh, there, <laughs> there's something special going on in Golden State. They're the first 10-win team this season after their win over the Timberwolves yesterday, 123-110. And I thought we were going to have – a conversation made uh, a majority about Steph Curry, who's who's been playing really well as of late. But I'm actually going to have to start with Andrew Wiggins, who yesterday's game was personal. The, I mean, those posters over Carl Anthony Towns, yes. that is personal. He went off 35 points, 14 for 19 shooting. I was going to say, bring up the field goal yeah, percentage. He 22 points on 9 for 9 in the first half. I mean, he was on something last night. Yeah, and he he's... I don't want to say struggled, but I think that Warriors fans expect more or expected more out of him early on into this season. And to think that they had won nine games coming into that one without the Andrew Wiggins that we saw last night, and they're inevitably going to bring Klay Thompson back into that mix. Like I don't know what we're going to see, but for a guy whose game doesn't really depend on athleticism, that is... I mean, he didn't forget how to shoot, hopefully. So, ah, man, this team, it's like I, I, I was disappointed by them these past couple of years because, you know, it's they, they've got the injuries and they've got new pieces. And 
I, I really didn't know what to make of them coming into this year. And to see them being the hottest team in basketball is really, I guess, refreshing from, from a fan perspective. So the Warriors have this system that Kerr runs. It's called read and react offense. And it requires really, really intelligent, like high basketball IQ guys who can make the right reads in a ridiculously small amount of time. If you guys notice, that team plays really fast. Mm -hmm. Now, Kelly Oubre Jr. had 37 points for Charlotte the other day. I'm not going to sit here and totally rain down on him. But like we saw him do well in Phoenix in more of a free-flow offense. We're seeing him do well in Charlotte in a Borrego, pretty free-flowing offense. LaMelo Ball obviously runs a very fun offense to watch. The Warriors, though, have this system that he just was not great for. And when you have Oubre and you have Wiseman and you have Bazemore taking up three of your rotation spots and your whole team purpose is make things easy for Steph Curry to make offense for us, it's not going to go well. The Warriors, you know, brought in Iguodala, got him back, made two draft picks, Moody and Kuminga, guys that are barely playing and were, you know, very, very high draft picks. They have a lot of depth. They have a lot of smart players that can run this system really well. Steve Kerr's system and I'm going to be honest it's working by the math more than perfectly so there's this website called shot quality it's one of my favorite things to look at it's run by this guy named Simon Gersberg and shot quality he has over 50 D1 NCAA teams signed up for his service just analyzing like the quality of your shots as a team I think it's really useful in terms of seeing uh, how good a team really is you know if a team starts out with a hot record you can see, hey, they've been scoring way more than they're supposed to. That's going to regress. So stuff like that. The Warriors, to nobody's surprise, are number one in the league in adjusted shot quality, plus .12, which is, you know, the Knicks are plus .04, and they're 10th in the league. So very, very good from the Warriors. Their rim and three rate, guys, is 90%. That's second in the league. They have 90% of their possessions resulting in either a shot at the rim or a three-pointer, which are the two most valuable shots in, in the entire game. They're 9-1, and one, right? Win percentage of 90%. But based on shot quality, they have literally broken the website. <laughs> the website says their expected win percentage based on their shot quality is 120% of their games. <laughs> they literally are playing such gorgeous basketball that they broke the website. I, I, I can't. I can't. It, it's great. Steph Curry is playing MVP caliber basketball even if he's not a front runner for the award right now it's a bit early to, to do award races you know still letting the season shake out but to sum up the golden state warriors are playing a legitimately beautiful brand of basketball they're executing steve kerr's system to a t and it's going really well for them they're the best team probably in the entire nba right now so so going off of that i want to talk about why they're breaking these breaking that website and why they're doing so well because Yes, Steph Curry's had these nights where he's just gone off and had 45, 50 points. But for a lot of the games, I mean, his three-point percentage is actually down from last season, and he's been held to 20 points or fewer in four of their last five games. So he's not – I mean, yeah, I think he's definitely one of the best uh, MVP candidates in the league at this point. But I think what's really scary for other teams and special about this team is how these other guys have been stepping up. You know, you, uh, Chris, you mentioned some of the players they got in the offseason. Uh, Porter Jr., I think Bielitsa has been really, really strong Two for them. Amazing signs. Kevin Looney stepped up when Green went out yesterday. He, he's been good. And, and then you have Wiggins, who's just found a way. Uh, you, I, I want to talk about you started talking about uh, their offensive scheme. And I think a big thing 
if you can get Wiggins more aggressively attacking the paint like he did yesterday, that's going to create more space for somebody like Steph Curry, even Jordan Poole. It opens up those driving and cutting lanes. Um, in it, I think uh, defenders are going to have to give him more respect, and they can't just shag off of the other guys. So I think him stepping up like that is going to be really good. And, Jack, you mentioned they don't even have Clay Thompson back yet. I know. I know. That's so exciting. And also, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to Anthony Edwards yes. on the other yes. side. That's my son. He it's just... He is really good at basketball. <laughs> he's, he's really good. <laughs> he's really good. He's so much fun to watch. He's so much fun to listen to in the press conferences. Like, I think he is such a good um, representative of the game. Can I get a two-pronged takeoff to piggyback that? I think it is both incredible for Anthony Edwards and sad for Carl Anthony Towns, that in Cat's seventh year in the National Basketball Association and in Ant-Man's second year, Ant has vocally, on the court, physically been the team's leader this year, and it's not close. He is more of a leader to his teammates than Cat has been. He is a better player than Cat has been. Talk about Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney just cooked Carl Anthony Towns last night. And it's Kavon Looney. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? It's year seven. This was put up or shut up time for Cat, and I bought into it. And I said, take the Minnesota win total over. Bet on Cat. Bet on Ant. These guys are going to be good. And Ant Edwards is shining like a star, and Cat is looking like a balloon that just got popped and is yeah, but he's slowly still a good flare. Like, I don't <laughs> understand the slander around. Like, they're a good team because they're a good team. Yes. I, okay, okay. Uh, they're mo- they're trending in the right direction, which they hadn't in the past. I mean, they had twenty three wins last they're, year. They're three and seven, man. They had twenty three <laughs> wins last year. Like, I, I don't understand why you're like, like Cat's a good player, but he hasn't been the guy to take them to that next is, level. I was gonna say, is he a winning player? This is this is a debate we can have right after this. If you want to do this right after this <laughs> Warriors talk, I'm in. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Because I don't. He's think Dominican it's... and he's from New Jersey, and I will shamelessly root for him forever. But I don't think I want the Knicks trading for him. Like if I had to put it like that, like I, I think he's really cool. I think he's really fun to watch go off. I don't know if he's a winning basketball player. It's year seven, number one pick. It's still a question that he's a winner or not. It's, it's kind of rough, man. I don't know. I think we're like 95% in agreement here. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. And then I'm saying, like, why were you expecting in year seven for things to just change? You know, like, I think that they weren't. Because he went through awful tragedy the last two years and had COVID. So I was like, all right, maybe this was what would turn things around for him. Like, it was a projection and it it, it was seemingly wrong. So my mea culpa. (laughs) (laughs) I think they could sneak into the playoffs. That's just me. Play in and I, fight I, for a playoff I said in, the, in one of the first few episodes, I thought they were going to have a better year this year. But I, yeah. I have to agree with you, Chris. They are 3-7. and seven, And I'll, I'm going to circle back to the Warriors yeah, so conversation. Sorry. So sorry. Which I love this. No, I love this. I love the debate. That's why we have the show. We're talking about all things across the association, not just three or four teams. <laughs> but I do want to make a point about the Warriors based on that. And that is they have the second easiest schedule in the league so far. Okay? They've, they've really played mostly not great teams, teams with records significantly below 500. So how bought in are we on the Warriors being 
contenders and not just pretenders. And keep in mind, right now, they are the fourth favorite team to win the championship, according to odds makers. Jazz is the only other team from the West that, as of right, unless the Lakers turn things around, which we might have time to get to later. But uh, Warriors, they're still missing guys. James Wiseman also is supposed to be back by Thanksgiving. I think I, I read that report yesterday. So those him and Clay Thompson, you could get two players that will make you even better. How bought in are we on this team being championship level? I think that I think they're going to finish top four in the West. I'm not Duh. sold. I'm not sold on them as the number one team. Utah might get back up there. That's a fun yeah. Take. And and also I'm definitely not convinced that they're like not just from a record perspective, but just like how much I buy them. Definitely don't buy them as the best team in the West. That's just me. I who, think who you got. I mean, I I'm I think the Lakers are going to figure it out. All right. I, I, I love it. Yeah. If it's not the Warriors, it's an upside play like Los Angeles, I think. Because Utah, well, I'll get into it later. But yeah. I, I like Utah, too. I do like Utah. We sleep on them every year. I like it. There's a reason they win games. There's a reason we sleep on them every year. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair. That, you know what? That's fair. No, I I'm I like the, I, I love Steph Curry. I picked him for MVP this year. Me too. So um, I'm hoping that this is not just a fluke uh-huh. and they're able to sustain this. And this is a team I think is going to improve. Uh, throughout the season especially it's good that these role players are getting as many minutes as they are right now because I think every time we get to the postseason we always talk about the teams that have the better depth are going to do uh, better later so I think this is a team just like the Knicks uh, that have role players that can step up and that was not a smooth transition but I'm going to run with it anyways we're going to talk the Knicks now coming off a 112-100 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks a team that they mounted a 21-point comeback win against just a few days ago, uh, Wednesday, I believe, last Wednesday. They trailed by as many as 24 in this one, but uh, they suffered their third straight loss at home, fourth in the last five games. There's a lot to unpack in this one, starting with the fact that Tom Thibodeau sat his starters for the last 14 minutes of the game, and rightfully so, after the performance combined 12 for 36 shooting, uh, Randall had most of the, most of those twelve. I just this starting lineup, Chris. I'll start with you because I'm sure you have a lot to say on this one. Um, I know you don't. You're not a big plus minus guy, but all double digit uh, minuses. Oh, single single game plus minus. There's a very simple rule for it, Kelly, and I'll 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 have the pleasure of explaining it to you very quickly. It's it's about one sentence. Single game plus minus only matters when it backs up the point you're trying to make. Well, okay, I don't even have to use... All right, let's not even no, use that. No, that's, that's that, the rule. I don't even Only have to use, use that it, point. I use it when it backs up my point, and then when other people use it, I'm like, no, that's no, not right. No, you know what? That's do it, do that's it. fair because let's just look at Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Let's go to points. Yeah, I don't they need... Combine, <laughs> they combine for four points on two of 12 shooting. You know, I, ignore the plus minus. They're just... They were bad and, yesterday. And they were a combined minus 44. They, thank you. Thank you. So I'm so ugly. I I yeah. I mean, I want to let Jack. I want to let Jack riff off on this before me, honestly, because this was his backcourt last year. We, no, we I know I have Nick thoughts, but okay. Well, listen, I'm really not heartbroken to see Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Like, definitely not my favorite starters on the team. Like, I kind of have a soft spot for guys named Jason Tatum and Jalen <laughs> Brown, and now Robert Williams because he's crushing it. Um, but I think that they're good players. And I think that they um, have showed at least, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to hear more from Chris just because I know that, you know, you you watch so much more than me. But I'm sorry to say, I just 
really don't like the Knicks, and this this kind of stuff cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be more than fine. Um, if the, the, like I said earlier, that that shot quality site, we're we're tenth in the league, um, and we're twelfth at the rim and threes rate one. So, you know, we're playing decent, a decent brand of basketball. My issue. First and foremost, I will explain that my issue is not with the bench unit. Um, I think Nerlens Noel can prove himself to be very useless at times, and then he has games where, like, against the first game in the first game against Milwaukee, he literally gets like team takeover and clamps Giannis is dunking every time down the other end. So I'll chill on Nerlens too. I think everyone from Rose to Quickly, Burks, Toppin. Noel, Gibson, Grimes, McBride, they are all excused from my my wrath. They go, be free. <laughs> um <laughs> in the starting lineup, Mitchell Robinson has not played basketball in a year and is still shooting like eighty percent from the floors this year or something ridiculous. I he's gonna be more than fine. He also just put on a bunch of weight while recovering from an injury. Um not saying he shouldn't have done that, but I am saying that that's a difficult combo to rehab from all at once. So, yeah, giving him more than, what is it, 12 games of NBA action to get in full shape, you know, I'm, I'm very fine with that. Randall and Barrett is where things get a little concerning for me, and the reason for that is because of their roles. Now, I think they're playing fine, but I don't think either one is being optimized in this offense. Like, I don't think either one is being used as well as they can be, and to me, that falls on Kemba Walker, and then obviously that falls on Tom Thibodeau, but I think it falls back on Kemba Walker. So I'll explain what I mean by all this madness. Um, Kemba is playing like man. Kemba is playing like Taylor Heineke right now. I I don't know how else to put it. He's playing Mac Jones. There it is. No, that's no, the no, one. no, no. That that's a bad example. Kemba, right I now. I could go on about Mac Jones for a while. Go back to Taylor Hardy. Kemba is playing like Mac Jones right now because oh, he's throwing he's checkdowns. He's playing fine on the stat sheet, but he's throwing checkdowns mm-hmm. and letting them do the work. And I think that when you're the starting point guard of the New York Knicks, you can afford to be a little more dynamic with guys like Evan, RJ, and Julius in your lineup. Kemba is dumping the ball off like 25 feet away from the basket to Julius and then just letting him rock. And like, do you need to do that a couple times a game to your all-star? Yeah, you let them get an ISO or two off. But Kemba is doing it in place of running offense. And I'm just like, man, this is not optimal. So I think it falls on Tibbs to stop doing what he's doing in regards to forcing Kemba to run offense. It's just Kemba, Kemba needs to figure this out himself. Can I respond really quick? Yes, okay. Please. I I have a lot of responses, but I'm <laughs> I'll try and be concise. One, I I think it's so funny with how how much like patience Knicks fans have with Mitchell Robinson. Like I I just don't I, there's like this like Joe Mixon in fantasy football, like we're always waiting for that jump from him that just hasn't oh, happened. He's not as young as Mitch. I just don't – I don't know. Like, it's just – We I, can go in-depth on no, this. There's a reason for it. I know. I, you, you told me. He but, was 14 no, years no, old I and know, got plucked I know, out of his gym by a teacher that said he looked tall and should play basketball. And he said, well, I've never played basketball before. 
And yeah. then he started playing basketball. Like, I guess. But this is what I'm saying. Like, the level of, like, excuse and – maybe excuse isn't the right word. But there's just so many, like, listen, he's averaging under seven points a game. Like, he's a good player. He he could start for some teams. But I'm not going to, like – he's not the, you know, the savior. Um, I never said that. So let's let no. I just want to leave it there. That that's one thing. The tape Mitch says Robinson. he clamped Giannis and Embiid this year. So like, okay. Know. Well, the Bucks beat him last night. Yeah, but Giannis <laughs> he only, only had played twenty three minutes. Giannis had fifteen. Okay, okay. Then I want to go to Kemba Walker because I think there was a lot of hype around him coming back, hometown New York guy. Um, how, how, in what fashion did he leave the Celtics? Like. That was you guys, ugly. You guys Didn't play used well. a first-round pick to trade him to the Oklahoma well, I'm, City. All guys. I'm saying is you guys went out and you guys complained about Alfred Payton for all these. You wanted point guard help. You're like, all right, we got Kemba Walker. He's going to help us offensively. He's failed to reach double digits in points over the last four games. All right? and he's, That's better than Alfred, a, by the way. He's a liability <laughs> on defense. Alfred was too. Li- no, but I, but honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I think Alfred Payton was a better defender than Kemba Walker. I completely now, disagree. I don't think I don't think Alfred Payton's the answer, and I'm glad they got rid of him. But I do think a lot of this falls on Kemba Walker, and I know, uh, Chris, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I don't know if this is an extreme reaction, but I think Tibbs should consider switching Kemba with either Quick or I know you want to keep D Rose in the second unit, but I think it might be time to look at that starting lineup and try something new quickly i like it quick however it's the politics of kemba coming back home and right but he's not trying it's not like he's like oh i'm in new york i'm gonna protect the garden i mean the starting five's defense right now they don't care i mean they they really don't care i would i i was talking with someone um about this this morning we were legitimately saying like if kemba gets hurt sometime soon and we didn't watch it happen in a game. Like they say, the pra- he sustained a, an injury in practice. Um, it's not real. That's that's our theory. Is wow. that it might get to a point where they might say to Kemba, "Hey, you got nine million dollars and a shot to several shots, twelve shots now, <laughs> to start at point guard, and, and and you're not doing a good job. So we're gonna give you a couple games, and and you're pretty much playing for your job right now. We would really like you to step it up." You're 32, 33 years old. 31. 31 years old. You can handle this pressure. Thank you, Jack. You can handle this. You are Kemba Walker. Go play for your job because we will start quickly. And if he continues to play like he wants to show up, collect his checks, grab a couple buckets, point to the fans, and then head home and get on Xbox or whatever, which that's okay. You know, a lot of NBA players and a lot of NFL players do that. It's a job for them. But this but is New York. This is New York, and this team has really serious aspirations. Yeah. It, so it's not going to work. If they make up an injury, start quickly, and then let Quentin Grimes play in the second unit. You move Alec Burks to shooting guard, his natural position, whatever you want to say. Let Grimes play the three. And the cool thing about Grimes is he is the only lockdown point-of-attack defender on the Knicks that's a movement shooter as well. So little bit of diversity there in terms of the looks we can throw at teams. I think he would be cool to put in the second unit over quickly if quick is starting. Yeah. I, I the only, the last thing I have to say about Kemba oh, go ahead. the expectations were higher for him. And what I'm saying is that's unfair given his um his injury history and just the direction he was trending in. That that's all that's all I have to say about Kemba. I, yeah. Fair. I mean 
I said over the offseason that Derrick Rose was definitely a better player than Kemba Walker. I and that, that I was just expecting Kemba to come in, be keep defenses honest, which Alfred could not do. Alfred shot no, 12% from three-point. And we're, all, we're for, also reacting context, to a single game. I mean, he's had Cut a him. Game. Get him out of the league. <laughs> Kemba had games, had a game this year where he had like 27 or 25 or something, you know? So I believe in Kemba Walker to, to get right, but I will say that neither Evan Fournier nor Julius Randle, who in that first game against Boston combined for like two separate triple-doubles worth of stats, like they had the really great two-man game going those first couple games, and Kemba has totally killed the vibes of this starting lineup. It's literally just like, hey, Julius, I'm going to kick it to you, and then you're going to go do offense because I'm going to go stand over here. That's not going to work in this city for this team, for this coach, for this best player in Randall. Like, we can't do this all year. So I think, you know, the expectations for a lot of fans were too high. I always thought Rose was better. This isn't me being like, ha, I always knew Kemba sucked. <laughs> I don't think Kemba sucks, you know? So um, I just think that we need to be realistic and say that maybe quickly has to start soon. I also like we, we're about out of time on the show, but I also want to say that a year ago after 12 games, this team was five and seven and they were in the middle of a five game losing streak that ended up being a, th- a three and eight stretch. So I Knicks fans are loyal, but they're also passionate. And also, I think people can overreact about a loss like this. So uh, I don't think that there's any like major red flags for the rest of the season. This is still a really strong team that has an explosive bench. They have an all-star caliber caliber player in Randall. They have great offensive power in Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett. I mean, R.J. Barrett, last week we were talking about just how good he was and how like strong he is for this team. So this is a talented team, and I, to me, I, I don't know if you guys want to disagree, I'm not worried for them. I, I think... I'm not, I'm not that worried. Like, I, I mean, this is a team, we're not, we're not talking about a team that's supposed to win an NBA championship. This is a team that was supposed to finish, like, 10th in the conference last year, overperformed and then this year maybe seventh or eighth in the conference so i we have to be realistic in what the expectations are for this team yeah i think that um man it's just like this is a team to believe in this is a team of guys who worked really well together last year and they added two guys who now effectively have something to prove so would love to see them succeed and you know i'm gonna say obviously that I think that they're going to be fine. We know I'm going to say that. So that's not news to both of you. I'm going to say something that I think will be an actual original non-Nicks, non-orange and blue glasses point as to why I think they'll be fine. This is legitimate. Tom Thibodeau, to his credit, my one of my biggest things with him when we hired him was I want him as our coach. He needs to modernize his approach. Rhyming accidentally. Look at me go. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Look at me go. The, He's like, somebody give me a contract. <laughs> the, Knicks, give me a <laughs> the Knicks, Sony, the Knicks have taken so many three pointers this year. And it's just like, there's your proof right there that this guy, if it, if it's what it takes to win is very willing to change, adapt, modernize his approach to things. I think the biggest concern for this team right now is not about the play of any specific player. It's about, Will Tom Thibodeau make the rotation changes necessary to optimize this team? Because I think we have the depth to make things happen still. And I think that in a previous year, the answer was no, 100%. This year, you know, we saw Tibbs bench Alfred in the playoffs. I, I like our chances to to adapt and to be fine. So there, there's my attempt to be level-headed. 
Well, there you have it. And the Knicks do have a chance to rebound from this game next Friday. Or this Friday, I'm sorry. They'll be playing Charlotte, a hot Hornets team. So we'll see how they do there. But that's going to do it for us on this edition of Pick and Pod. I'm Kelly Bright alongside Jack Roche and Chris Persianen. We will see you guys next week. Pick and Pod is a production of WFUV Sports.